welcome to the Enterprise Futures podcast called Green Chief Merchant. Uh, I'm Josh, I'm the Enterprise Officer. If you do want to start your own business, do drop us an email at enterprisefutures at greenchester.ac.uk. Today we are joined by Connie. Hello. Hello, thanks for having me. Okay, uh, and today we're talking about social enterprise. Thanks, yeah. Uh, the world of it, and we'll talk mostly about the benefits of it. I don't think we're going to talk too much on the other side of it. <laughs> um, so, what I'd just like to start with is just tell us a bit more about the business. Um, so we are a social enterprise and we also call ourselves a community project and we um, operate as a zero waste shop, so a plastic free refillable shop, we bring in containers and we sell about 500, 600 kind of grocery products from dry food to snacks and sweets to cleaning products, toiletries, all these different types of things. Um, we set up in July 2020, that's when we opened the shop, but prior to getting the keys and opening and building the shop, we ran a crowdfunder um, because we, uh, as volunteers, of uh, about 10 of us as volunteers, we wanted to build a shop, but we didn't have the capital, so we decided to raise money on crowdfunder, um, and we raised uh, like crazy 44 grand in about 50 days, 56 days, something like that, um, which is fantastic, and it, it showed us that people actually wanted the shop. We set the campaign up as kind of like an all or nothing, just to see Okay, well, if we don't raise the 50 grand, then people obviously don't want the shop. Um, and they did. And yeah, we've been open. We're run by volunteers. Um, there's about 60 or so volunteers on the books at the moment. And we've got four paid staff members managing the shop on the day-to-day activities. But the actual kind of board of com- or the committee, as we call it, are volunteers as well. Nice. Thank you very much. And um, just, I know it's not on the questions we've discussed before, but about crowdfunding. Yes, yeah. It's a really useful way, I believe, of getting that money in through the door. Because mm-hmm. you're sort of you're not only just getting the money, but you're also getting your customers. Yeah, absolutely. Early. Yeah. Just getting their loyalty early days. Yeah. So they've invested, so they want to see their money back. Absolutely. Um, so that's a really good way of doing it. And um, how did you find the crowdfunding experience? It was crazy. <laughs> um, so we set it up for like crowdfunder has a limit of how many weeks you can run it for, and then we actually got an extension by one week. Um, and like I said, 40 grand was our target. If we ended the campaign and we didn't get all of it, it would be refunded to people. And I'd say as much as I'm a very positive and optimistic person, it only really looked like we were going to do it in the last week. I think we had about seven days to go and 16 grand to raise and we were getting a little bit worried. Um, and then as most crowdfunding campaigns go, right at the very end, it just shot up. Um, it was fantastic. I remember we had the Labour Party in Ireland in Portsmouth fundraising event about maybe a week before the final deadline and that was when we were on it was about a couple of days when we were on 35 and we just announced that night we've got 35 i think we're actually going to do it but the last week was just like such crazy party energy um and then prior to that it was really fun but like a very big task um but i'm a fan believer in like i i, I think i did believe we were going to do it deep down as much as i was kind of doubting it and we also got a five grand um, donation from NatWest because we're a predominantly female-owned uh, oh, organisation, um, which was really helpful. So once we hit fifteen thousand, NatWest gave us five, so it went up to twenty. So we're really grateful that we had that support. And there was a local um, lady who worked in crowdfunding in Portsmouth who also really just gave us all these tips of it, it is as much as it's a very big task. There is kind of like a checklist of if you make sure these are ticked off, you might start to be more successful. Yeah. Um, so it was it was great fun. Yeah. It's just good for crowdfunding, isn't it? Way of planning. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like every element to yeah. it. And that's like you say, a lot of it doesn't come until the end, until like last yeah. week. <laughs> so it's just making sure that you're patient. And yeah. then you're like, oh, we have to wait a half week for this to get cancelled. Yeah. That's taking time. Yeah. And it will take time. It's just <laughs> got to keep um, what's the word? pursuing it. Yeah. Really. Um, so this sort of goes, carries on going forwards, is a bit of a deep and personal topic. <laughs> is why did you start the social enterprise or community project? Yeah. What made you want to do it? Um, so, me personally, well, uh, the people who created it, there's about eight or nine of us, I'm one of them. Um, the founder, I suppose you could say, the person whose idea it was, um, they wanted a shop just so that there was a community in Portsmouth that was uh, going forward with zero waste and they were really involved in the zero waste community in Portsmouth. Myself, I had no clue about anything plastic free or zero waste or eco friendly, but in my first year, in my first year, in my first semester, in the university, we were given a task to write a 2,000 word report on anything you could pick. And I chose zero waste shops in the UK because I thought, okay, this is quite a really unique solution to the plastic problem. Mm-hmm. Instead of recycling plastic, it's not using it at all. Um, and I looked in Portsmouth and Southsea, where I currently live, it's like a really hip area. It's like really eco-friendly. Or you kind of get that vibe. And so I just looked around and I was like, why isn't there a plastic free shop in Portsmouth? And I discovered that there had been a meeting of people, about 50 people saying, why isn't there a shop? We'll build one, let's form a committee. And about two weeks after that meeting, I joined in. I said, hey, I'm a first year business student. Um, I've got these skills I'd love to help. I've got the passion. And so for me personally, I think I was just really excited and I thought this is gonna look fantastic on my CV. But then as um, as we've developed and as we've built the shop, I realized that uh, in terms of my career, yeah, it's fantastic. It's so great to have it on my CV, but personally, I find that it really aligns with my values that I now have. Like I've kind of evolved a bit and I've realized, hey, this is actually amazing for the community. Like not only do we have a really strong community of volunteers who come in, who I love and we chat like all day (laughs) uh, when when we're on shift together. Um, But like you said earlier about the, um, (coughs) sorry, like you said earlier about uh, when we crowdfunded, not only does it guarantee the money, but it guarantees loyal customers. The customers who come in our shop are just the loveliest. Like it's the most lovely retail environment I've ever worked in. <laughs> Everybody's really nice, has passion for helping the planet, are really patient with us, we make mistakes, um, and just wants to see the shop grow. And yeah, somebody, uh, one of our volunteers in touch regularly said the other day, like this is a lovely little seed that's been planted in Southampton and it just grows. <laughs>
raised the money in the summer of 2019, then we took a little while to get the keys and we opened in July 2020. Yeah. So, so you've done that through your student yeah. life, which is yeah. great. It um, just shows it can be done. Um, so what I'm going to ask the next, and this is the last question, so it's not too management, is the personal benefits of starting specifically a social enterprise. Yeah. There's a much there's a bit of a difference between how it benefits you as a social enterprise to how it starts as an enterprise. Yes. So yeah. what were the benefits to yourself first to start that? So um so I suppose there's kind of two parts. There's like my career. Um, and there's like my uh, like personal, I suppose, satisfaction, like how happy I am, how like kind of like my well-being. And mm-hmm. um, my career is like the most invaluable thing. Um, it's actually given me because I've like started an enterprise at like a young age. I've got crowdfunding experience. I've got experience in payroll and marketing and like setting up and all these different types of things, which. Like you said earlier, it wasn't just me, it's as a group, but I've learned so much as a group going through that. Um, so my CV looks fantastic <laughs> And it's kind of, um, it's meant that after university, for example, instead of rushing out to a full-time job, I'm going to wait a little bit and, um, and work on the job and just tie up the fees and um, do all these projects that I want to do. So it's kind of like, I know that my CV looks fantastic. I don't have to carry on working straight after uni to like read it and, and all that. Work. So that's um, but on a personal level, it just makes me feel really good knowing that I'm doing something to combat the climate crisis. I'm doing something that Portsmouth really wants. I'm kind of responding to the community, and I see them, like, I see our customers and membership come in and get really excited about what we sell and and the lifestyle changes that they're able to make. It also has meant that I've been able to, I wouldn't say go completely plastic free, but compared to when I first started this project, I was time whereas now I mean I work in a plastic free shop so most of my house I've managed to make swaps and changes and stuff like that which is really satisfying it, um, I was talking the other day about how the kind of buzz that you get when you go shopping uh, you get a, quite a similar buzz when it sounds really dark maybe it's only me but when you see your bin bag like shrink it's really weird when you're like oh, I'm not putting anything in my bathroom bin like it's it's a really nice buzz so that's been really nice to feel like I'm accomplishing that on a personal level. I see the impact of my uh, shop like on me and customers say it makes a really positive impact on them. But I suppose just personal satisfaction, it's really, really nice to know that I'm making a difference and um, it's made me realise that as much as I'm not dissing for-profit businesses at all, like I don't think that's the path that I want to go down. I do love non-profit. I love knowing that the work that I'm doing and the skills that I have, which could be applied to for I'm applying it to something that has a lot more meaning and a lot more impact, um, and that's helping people on the planet. So yeah, it, it makes me feel great. So. Perfect. Um, so there's something a point to be made there about you might not have gone completely plastic free, mm. but if everyone does that, exactly, it's yeah. sort of that group effort to yeah. make that change. Um, and given the university's sort of status as the university for social justice and sustainability, mm. it's that sort of Everyone should be making that impact. As students yeah. of this university, you are sort of also representatives of that title. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you making that change is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, part two of this question is the benefit it's had to the community. Um, you can talk about either the Portsmouth community or the wider community, but 
since I literally got 17 guitar cards, I've been playing seriously. Yeah. Maybe not about how how has it impacted for you? Well, um, to be honest, I think I didn't expect how much of a community we would have formed. Um, so we have volunteers who come and support us in the shop, um, and it's so lovely to like build relationships with them. It's also really fantastic that they um, they bring their own creative ideas, whereas uh, we as like the staff and the directors who day or every week we might not see or we might not have time to I don't know, make something that really perceives the clients or whatever so I know that um, for our volunteers it's been so lovely making like a relationship and uh, relationships with people with a common purpose for our customers as well I see so many that we're in quite a, a high footfall area and the best thing is when you get people who maybe want to pursue this lifestyle from the need for more eco-friendly shopping habits but you also get people who probably would never think about it but have just gone oh and you'll see them coming once, and then you'll see them coming next week, and then the week after that, they've got their whole shopping basket full of stuff. Um, so that's been really lovely. But another part of it as well is we've made so many partnerships with um, local suppliers of things like uh, bamboo boxes or like kind of more gifty stuff like that, but also like reusable menstrual pads, reusable wipes, things like this from local suppliers. So we've been able to bolster the local economy, which has been and also partnerships with um, like schools, for example. Lately, we've had a lot of primary schools um, ask if we can come and talk with them. We've also got this big display window, which is kind of a bit annoying because it's wasted space. Um, but one of our volunteers, she decorates it every month with different kind of team around her, and her daughter works in the primary school. So that primary school kind of supply us with like handmade crafts that class B5 from school to school has made all these decorations and stuff like that so it is we're kind of um yeah like a link so that they can uh feel like they've helped and they, and they have really really helped the school but also we can help educate and inspire we do get a lot of children come in because we've got a little sweetie section okay. they normally have their mom or their dad in tow so i think that, yeah there's been i mean there's so many more organizations that we work with so lovely to make those relationships and I think Portsmouth in particular is a really unique place because it's got so many independent local um, organisations, businesses, non-profits, for-profits um, and it's so great to be part of that, it's, it's really nice, yeah. And last thing, do, the, do you have any social media that can find you on? Yes, yeah definitely, so um, we have Facebook and we have Instagram, if you just type in Package Free Larder, they should be on there. You can also uh, learn more about our um, mission and our values and our story and how we crowdfund it on our website, which is thepackagefreelarder.uk. And I'll put that in the description below so people can just click on that without having to search anything. Um, other than that, thank you very much for coming on today. Okay, um, thank you. I hope we can get in contact. Thank you for watching. Do keep an eye out on the rest of the social media for the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>